Today's show is sponsored by Spare Men. Right now, you can tell your best awkward summer story for a chance to win a $500 Amazon gift card. Entering is easy. Have a friend send you a talk request and tell them your awkward summer story in five minutes or less. Use the hashtag awkward summer story contest and you will be automatically entered to win. Download the Spare Men app today or visit sparemen.com for more info. Today's show is also sponsored by the BC Club. If you're not a member, join today. We sure would appreciate it. We love you guys. We were we had so much fun at Audio Feed getting to meet some of you. If you like this podcast, if you like what we're doing, support us. We sure would appreciate it. Toby, been using Spearman any? You got any accounts you like to follow over there? Oh man, I love Neils. <laughs> it's is it's so just funny. it's so good. You know what? He he called me the other day and told me that he um actually he is entered into their contest that, to win a $500 Oh, Amazon the awkward gift card. summer story? Yeah, yeah, and it's yeah. unbelievable. Of course, what do you think it involves? Well, I mean, here's the way I look at Neil. Delivering pizza, he he brings awkwardness probably to every delivery he does, I imagine. <laughs> so I'm sure his awkward summer story is right up his alley. Has he got a new one? Yeah, uh, okay, I, I don't want to give it away. You have to go to at Neil's at Spare Men. N-E-A-L-S, Neil's? N-E-A-L-S, and that's Spearman, S-P-A-R-E-M-I-N, like Spearman it, basically. But this story is crazy. Basically, he was downtown delivering pizza, and let's just say, I don't want to get too vulgar, he completely shit himself. (laughs) 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 All right, so if you want to hear it, go now. These guys are awesome at Spearman. They support this podcast. You can, too, by downloading Spearman. Go get it right now from your phone. Yeah, make an account, and you can win $500 Amazon gift card. That's all you got to do is make a Spearman account, get the app, and hashtag, use the hashtag Awkward Summer Story and tell yours to a friend. Five minutes. That's perfect. Awesome. You are now entering the Bad Christian Podcast. What's up, all you feed freaks? My name is Seth. And I'm here to intro the Bad Christian Podcast. If you don't know who we are, what we have here is a depressed pastor, a burnt-out worship leader, and a skeptic who likes to dress in black. And we like to cause a ruckus and make fools out of ourselves to help the church not take itself too seriously. Since I know this is kind of a mixed crowd here tonight, and there's some uh, smaller ones among us. We're going to try to refrain from some of uh, the words we might you know, normally say. So we, we won't have any of those, uh, those S words, or those F words, or those P words, or those C words, or those D words, or B words, or those E words, or Z words, and especially not the X word. Basically, if you don't get the picture by now, we're best described as somewhat of a mix between Rob Bell and Donald Trump. We're so happy to be here at Audio Feed and Bad Christian Day. Let me hear you say, oh yeah. Special thanks to all the members of the BC Club. Let me see you say, oh yeah. We're really, really excited for the future of the church and believe that alternative gatherings like this are the way that things are going to start going. And it's a big part of change coming in our culture. In other words, these are not your grandfather's evangelicals. So if you're ready, let's get set for the Bad Christian Podcast! 
in a world. Oh, shit. Forget it. Three, two, one. Hit it! <laughs> Hello, audio feed. Are you ready for the big Christian Wow, I'm excited. You know what I feel I, like? You know, I feel like I've been on this stage already. It's just I crazy. Know it. I'm loving it. I kind of feel like a con artist. Why? Because it, there's a lot of people here, and like, all right, so we went to college together. We enjoyed talking to each other. And then all of a right. sudden, we're like, hey, let's keep doing this, but have people pay us for it. Right. Well, that's what con artists well, do. Well, here's they the weird thing about that. Like, I mean, Matt and I also play music like we played a set before this show and at, like so we like there's only one person that might but i'm the con <laughs> artist then <laughs> i mean we've got people actually like giving us money monthly because we talk every week no right there's I, a lot I, of people that don't talk no every I, week. I agree with you this t- today actually i've played all over the world i've been to a million cities in the u.s all over the world today is the most narcissistic i've ever felt in my right. lifetime <laughs> <laughs> because because I'm monopolizing like three hours of stage time. I'm going to play my acoustic guitar for a little bit and talk. Yeah, talk time. Then I'm going to do the thing where I talk a bunch about what, what I want to talk about. Right. right. Then I'm going to take a little break. <laughs> hey, hey, speaking of and talking. Then, I, then I'm going to play an album that I'm sure all these people love. <laughs> uh, hold on real quick before, before we move on. How about this? How about... You quit your awesome cush church job, and your dad asks you, what are you going to do? And you go, I'm going to talk for a living. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, listen to this. We were on the van yesterday, and we're all talking about something. And then Toby gets on his phone, and I was turning around like this because Matt was back there, and I just turned forward, and I get on my phone. Next thing I know, I hear Matt talking, and I was like, I'm thinking to myself real quickly, all right, Toby's on his phone, I'm on his phone. I was like, is he talking to Dave? And I turn around, Dave's on his phone. So I'm looking at Matt, and he is going to town talking with his hands and everything. I was like, Toby, he's actually talking to himself. There's yeah. nobody listening at all. Yeah. I mean, you just keep going. No, it's it a thing, just it's a thing about It's a probability thing. So if I'm in a van with five or six people, I'm thinking if I get going on a rant or a vibe or an idea, surely somebody will listen. And the odds are pretty good. But in that particular case, I was, what was I talking about? Do you I, remember? I, nobody was no listening. One knows. But no, nobody was listening. But for me, I, had, I, I think of it as practice for my career. So I just finished what I was saying, even though I was positive there were zero people listening. Now, was it a safe place for you to do that, or you would do that anywhere? Like, I would do it anywhere. I'm a verbal processor. I like to talk about stuff. I like to think about stuff. I bet your stuff. wife loves that. Y- you got that right. <laughs> <laughs> no, my wife is completely doesn't listen to Maybe anything I say ever. Well, it's funny. Like, I've been in a van or bus with Matt for, (laughs) like, over a decade. And there are times, there have been times, many times a a year, uh, maybe even a month, where we've been on on tour where I'm doing something and I hear someone talking. You know, like, you're like, like, you hear a, a weird sound in the distance or something like that. And... I'll I'll look around and then I'll realize that Matt is just talking to the entire room and as soon as you look at him, you're locked in. You're and locked. You're stuck on the conversation. I got you. So you immediately have to go. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh okay, cool. Yeah, DNA does that. Wow. Mm, all right. That's awesome. <laughs> like he's talking to anybody and as soon as you look him in the eye, you are caught. You're caught. Yeah. Well, I'm gonna okay bust you now too. We've got a a girl on the van and Toby. You don't talk any differently around the ladies, man. You said the most vulgar, 
whacked out shit I've ever heard my whole entire life. We said and no S words tonight. Well, he, we said that. The the intro guy totally threw that in the trash can. Or wait, somebody did. Who it said was, it? No, nah, it was the intro guy. Yeah, so. the intro guy. So yeah. wasn't me. I'm we asked him not lead. to use profanity. I'm, I apologize. All right, to so audio so so Toby said family. a bunch of vulgar stuff in front of Reva, who works for us, who was with us tonight. Yeah, so, she's just a kid. No, okay. So, but the question she's is, twenty-four years old. I'm almost forty. All twenty-year-olds are kids okay, to me now. But, but the question I want to ask is the fact that Toby talks dirty, vulgar, and nasty. That's I would the what say he is. Entertaining. It, but is it is it <laughs> is is it that he's Vulgar and dirty, or is it sexist to not do that just because there's a f- female present? I'm from the South, man. We just call that manners. Bro. So I would say that Toby's the more authentic person to yeah. be who you're he's going to be. I'm a sexist. You're rude to I her. Think you're, I think you're the sexist. <laughs> Demeaning to her. Yeah, I, that's well, right. I actually do think that. Like, okay, first of all, Reva works for us. She is awesome. She does a really good job. And Dynamite. She, she's riding in and our you van. Oh, it's so to her do, to do say I, dirty yeah. jokes in front do of her. Do I not act like myself around I Reva? For should. what reason? Because she's a female? That seems That's like sexist. that might be wrong. Like, she can handle it. And if not, Reva can tell me, and I'll be like, oh, I'm sorry. I think. I hope I act that way. But I'm just saying, I don't know if we should guard ourselves around people because if you do, then you aren't being actually you. So some people get the real you, and other people don't. Okay, well, Reva's a slut then. I'll oh, just jo- Joey! What? What the? Good God! Oh, my <laughs> gosh. I just decided to jump in. You just totally changed my whole perspective <laughs> on the whole <laughs> thing. We are not. Like, Reva, no, I'm what's sorry going for on? I I'm said. super sorry for that. That's I was just trying to do what y'all guys said. No, like that. what the hell? No, that's how, like, <laughs> regimes get started. Somebody says an idea, and you just took it to the worst possible. All right, man. I'm just confused now. You are a pastor. (laughs) At this point. What does that mean? (laughs) Pastors cheat people out of money. They have sex with other women. I mean, not me. At this point, remember earlier when they asked us, did we want the lights on or off? Right. At this point, after what you just said, I'm glad the lights are off, and I cannot (laughs) see the people's faces up there. It's actually the the lights off was the right call, so I'm I'm glad we know that now. Is slut... The, that word, is it almost exclusively feminine? Is there like a connotation of femininity there? I think so. The guy, the, you, I, I, I just <laughs> well, never think, hear. Hey, think of it this <laughs> well, way. That's what I'm saying. Like, like, dudes, we joke around, yo, what's up, bitch? Right. You don't, I come you on, don't, we said right. no B word tonight. Good Lord. I thought you were talking about bastard. I thought you were talking about bastard with the B word. I'm sorry. I don't, I don't know. I just don't know things. All right. All right? Are you really upset? I, I mean, he's, it's up to you. He's I'll, biting his bottom lip. I've never seen that I'm face on I'm not upset. I'm disappointed. I've never seen that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. No, but I think that's a good point. I don't think dudes call each are, other well, sluts. Yeah, and it, are there words that are just feminine and masculine, I guess? I mean, is that true? Like, It's yeah, funny. Like, you, you chose that word as a joke. I guarantee you, though, that you, you could make slut a word that dudes call each other. We just start doing that now. Then you got a pocket well, of ten or fifteen. They take it to their home cities. Well, they start calling each other sluts. Next thing, next thing you know, the rappers start doing it, right. and then well, we're all well, doing well, it. Well, I will say this: like I actually, <laughs> we're gonna start some of the the, the rappers. Just yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's good. That, once again, so you've been totally sexist, and now I don't know where you're at. <laughs> yeah, right. The rappers are gonna do what we say. Right. That sounds kind of a little scary. But but that's interesting. Not even hip hop artists; yeah. <laughs> they're rappers. Well, I will say this too, though. On that word, like one thing that I've realized about me and Matt, uh, maybe you challenged me on this, but I used to be super big on 
a definition being a definition. Yeah. Like, th- like honestly, I'll just be totally honest. Here, th- this is what marriage is. Or, you know, I just uh-huh. want a definition of something, right? Right. Oh, yeah. For and sure. now I feel like after traveling and meeting people, I realize it is totally okay, maybe for meanings and to change for words. And that's all right because that's also a part of our culture and who we are. Yeah. It's not... I don't rely on who I am because of a word definition. I get to be a part of that, yeah. maybe. Well, you're in trouble whatever. if you think word definitions are static and not going to change. You're, you're going to be yeah. in big trouble in that. And Christians are among the, the, the most guilty of that. Right. I would suggest words like evangelical. I made that joke in the intro that Seth did. Thank you, Seth. Um, this is not your, and, and this is what I really believe about audio feed, and I really mean this, that um, these are not your, and when I said these are not your grandfather's evangelicals, I'm talking about you, not us. You guys are the new people. You guys are the generation that is going to be different. Um, e- evangelicalism is either going to go off a cliff or, or you guys are going to figure it out. That, that's what I really think about it. But the, the word and what that means changes. What marriage means has changed. I mean, all, all that's, the, you know, definitions of words, right. they change totally. What about the, the word Jesus? How much has that changed? Over the years, seriously. Yeah. No, no, I mean, I'm being serious. I think it really has in a sense of becoming more encompassing of what we're trying to be yeah. and who we're trying to be in the redemption and what Christ means to us and all this stuff. I, I think that's okay. Like, I think people are constantly finding new things about Christ that changes how big our God is, and yeah. I think that's cool. Think about what Jesus meant when pastors said, Jesus! Like, it has to mean something different from that. Right. I mean, totally different from that. Yeah. No, yeah. yeah, you lost me on that. Anyway... <laughs> What? <laughs> have you ever preached a sermon where you like, went <laughs> off and said, Jesus? Yeah, like have you ever yelled at the congregation or called them out? I do that to my kids. But not in a sermon. Right. Okay, so let me tell you, look, if you will allow me to redirect this. Here's okay. where I'm at right yeah, now. We'll I think is, this is really exciting is that we're in a place now, like if you really want to break down, look at, and see where we're at right now, the three of us idiots are on this stage at, I mean, this is a Christian festival this is a pastor. He's already said a bunch of cuss words, which I promise I told him don't do, and I meant that. But this is a pastor. No, you didn't. Yes, Pastors I did. Don't listen to yes, them. I did. Yes, I did. There's children out there, and if their parents no, brought okay. their kids to the bad Christian podcast, that's on the parents. That. I understand that, but what I'm saying is, there's audio feed out what? here. There's people out here laughing, and we are talking about Jesus. We're talking about the church. We're using language like that, and we're doing this in 2016, so stuff has changed. That's a really big deal. Yeah. I think that's a really big deal. I think it's really positive. I, and I, I, I describe myself as a skeptic, but I'm telling you what, if Christians are going to be real and they're going to uh, engage for real and assess stuff and criticize each other and not take each other seriously, it's the only way forward. I was thinking about today when you want to talk about the, uh, you know, radical islam or in islam it's the same thing they're not going to like uh if you want to say how bad muslims and islam are nobody's going to listen to that we we know that it's up to them for instance i'm just making an example here not a political point it's up to them to police their own right don't you hope that the islam and muslim community handles their own s yeah don't you sure donald okay no i'm serious likewise Likewise, I hope Christians continue to evolve, handle their own stuff, look at their people, criticize it, 
uh, assess stuff honestly and move on. And I really give, I, honestly, I know this is a, a, a contrary position, but I give the millennials a lot of credit, and I think a lot of you guys are millennials. I give you a lot of credit for changing the way we look at stuff. And the more I look at it and think about it, I think all of human history, you have the older generation looking at the younger generation, and they're telling them, well, these are slackers, these are potheads, these are hippies, and they're going to ruin the country. Not true. It's not true. And so the millennials are out here now, and they're changing things, and they're having festivals like this, and they're doing stuff like we're doing. It's not bad. It's good. It's okay. And we're probably going in the right direction. Yeah. But it's a lot easier to say the world's going down the toilet. I don't think it's so. And when Christians buy into, oh, it's a conspiracy theory and the world is against us and people don't, um, you don't, you know, the church is okay and we've got to defend it no matter what and we're going to polarize everything, I don't think that's the right call. Yeah. And I think the millennials that are open to stuff, changing stuff and doing stuff different, on one hand I think they're weird and dumb and I don't understand Snapchat. I, I don't. But the more I think about it, that's the same thing as, as my grandparents thinking that my parents were stoners and hippies. Right. So let's, let's keep moving on. Yeah. Or, yeah. or no. Or, or we're going down the toilet. Which is it? Well, I think one thing that you're saying is really true is why – I think it's the human condition, so I understand why. But as Christians, can we not understand that defense should not be our first reaction? Right? Is, is defensiveness a quality you love in other people? No. No, Not but yeah, all. but like if you say something that they might be doing wrong, don't you love it when they get super defensive and draw conspiracy theories and say everybody's against them? You don't love that in your wife and your family and your kids and your friends? No. Oh, weird. And, well, well, how about this? And, and that's not how Jesus was. <laughs> I know, it's weird. I mean, at all. Like, like yeah. Jesus said, there's so many times in the Bible where I think like, man, at this moment, Jesus could like just shoot electricity out of his fingers and kill someone or do something <laughs> unreal and he's like okay well all right you can just kill me yeah, or so, you know what i mean like seriously like he didn't even defend his life yeah and so what are we what what do we need to do we need to make sure we have our right to have something the world will be against you right. yeah, yeah, totally. yeah that's oh, a good way God. to get out oh, of ever oh, and it, and accepting it goes, criticism and, and it? it goes so far as uh there's I have some friends on Facebook that were just going off on Christians. You have got to stand against gay marriage. You have got to stand against, you know, the homosexuals and all that stuff. And I was like, I, I can't even believe they're they're using Facebook to to say this stuff. And then people were going, uh, fellow Christians were going on there and saying, "Hey, this is ridiculous. You shouldn't be talking like this. This doesn't sound loving." And their answer is, "Well." We're going to get persecuted. Christians get persecuted. That's, what, that's what's happening to us. We're getting persecuted for telling the truth. And it's like you live in America that you're not getting persecuted, which brings up a point that you said yesterday that was kind of like, oh, my gosh, that's crazy. The church in the future being something that we look at as maybe an unhealthy thing. Now, before people start freaking out, not the church as far as the body of Christ. That's not an unhealthy right. thing. The but the vehicle that we call the church, say that again? The bride. Thank you. <laughs> the infrastructure, the Sunday morning thing, the... Institution. Institution. Yeah. Thank you, sir. Um, so it's like this. I, you know, when I think about it that way, the mainstream, you know, and I know the conspiracy theorists, Christians say, well, the, of course the mainstream is going to be against us, all, all that stuff. But if, you, but if you pay attention, the mainstream 
is some normal people. And I've seen some articles and stuff lately. It kind of freaks me out because they'll say stuff about the church as if it was a fringe cult. And they're not totally wrong about that. And I think there's a, a great possibility that the average Christian is more sexist, racist, and homophobic than the average American. And that's not going to go well. It's just not going to go well in the future if we really dig into that. And I'm not, I'm not even making political stance on those issues. I'm just saying that if we don't pay attention to it, we're, we're at risk of being like a dangerous organization in the future. Yeah. I really think yeah. that's possible that church will be seen in a half a generation or a generation as, ooh, he's mixed up in a church. That well, might be kind of dangerous for him. Let me, we, don't, let me, we don't want that. Let me put a little bit of context to what Matt is saying as far as an example. I was at a conference, and it was a Christian conference, a lot of ministry workers, pastors, and all that, and thousands of people. And this guy, he is just a charismatic speaker. Everybody's like, yeah, yeah, this guy's awesome. And then he just goes off course for like 30 seconds and talks about the perverse homosexuals and he really just touches on it, which is a pretty complex thing to just touch on and then move right back into your point. And the Christians went wild like their team just scored a touchdown. And I immediately thought, I was like, there are people who are struggling in their minds with sexuality and, hmm, I, I wonder what it means that I have these sorts of feelings or this or that. And all of a sudden, they just decided, okay, well, I can't talk to any of these people, which, oh, yeah, these are all the Christians, which supports your point as far as Christians, it's kind of unhealthy. Right. So if you think about word definitions, stuff like that, where evangelicals are now, and as they're attached to polarized politics, I'm really close to being out. And if I'm being vulnerable, I'm really close to being out on that. I don't want it to be. I'd like to keep the daggum train on the tracks. It might not be possible. Right. That's just me telling you guys. That's just where I'm at. I, it might be possible soon. I just go, well, that ain't me. I'm just not with those. I'm just not with that group. Well, you're always going to be. But I want to. You're but going it, to be the I, church. It might be going off a cliff or... Maybe we can take control of it. Well, what with I think these you guys people are saying too, though, is that what, the thing that I think we realize is I feel like our Christianity and our faith has become subjective. It's not about Christ. It's about mm -hmm. how we view the world and Christ is going to get you or something like that. Like, <laughs> like, I, really, I, I was really thinking about this today. Like It just, it just kind of came to my mind. Like When I grew up, I grew up in a very, very small, ev evangelical, very charismatic church that was all about rules. Like, I, I promise you, I remember from the earliest ages, my papa, my grandfather, was the pastor, and we went to his church till he retired, and it was all about hell. Every Sunday, I remember hearing that, my, and my, he would be so, uh, like, he was scared that you were going to go there, right? And, and also, he was a total believer and a great man and an honorable man. But I feel like the world wants this justice more than, than love. And I don't think we should put love as our pinnacle. I, don't, I actually don't. I think when you put love over everything, that, that kind of devalues who God is. God is, is love, but at the same time, he is just and he is good. And he does work things for our, for our good and wants the best out of us. And I, and I was just thinking about this idea of, of 
are we just telling people don't do something? Or are we actually teaching them that God wants them to be like what he planned? Like, are, are we telling people don't have sex before marriage? Don't drink too much. Don't do drugs. And then you'll be good. That, that, that is so backwards and wrong that, yeah. that, that, in fact, that exact thing led me to go, well, that's not true. Drugs are cool. Drinking is cool. Sex is real cool. All those things are really fun and good. And so if you just tell somebody, <laughs> they, you just say good? Like yeah. For, no, I didn't realize they weren't. But to me, I was like, good. And so what, what I'm saying with that is if you're just telling people about the things you don't do, then you're not telling the, things that, the good things of God and who he is. And if sex before marriage is bad and it is something that we don't want, I don't want my daughter to do, right? Then should I be telling her, don't do it, don't do it, don't do it? Or do I want her to realize what sex is, what it means for her marriage or for not marriage? Like all those things would be called education. And I feel like we are, we're, we're, we're using education in a way to build walls, put ourselves up between people and say, not, you're not going to do this to me. This is what marriage is, and I don't give a damn what you say. That, that is what is so scary right now, I think, in the world because it just isn't true. Like, I, I had this thought to also today. It wasn't the last couple of days. You've been uh, thinking a I, lot. I know, my God. Yeah, it's the first time in a long time. It's been crazy. But uh, I, I thought, you know, people are super, like, I, just, the church is really big on unrepentant sin. Hey, you can come to our church, but you need to, you know, you need to repent. The, the worst thing possible is a doing. lifestyle choice. Right, unrepentant sin. Yes, that you continue and don't. You just continue. Habitual, like, habitual, habitual, habitual unrepentant sin. Right. right, like that's that's you. That's if the you worst. continue right. in and habitual I won't say, unrepentant sin, you're not going to heaven. That's you right. Can't. So, so I realized today that I have family members, and I, I think you guys do too, that are doing that, and I just really want to call them out because they are continuously sinning. They're not remorseful, and it is just awful for the world. And it's perverse. And, and it's all of our parents. <laughs> it's my mom and dad and your mom and your dad. I realized today, I, I just took a toll just of, of us three. My parents are divorced. They both live in massive houses completely by themselves, with, filled with great furniture, air conditioning, and all the amenities and there are people that they don't even need it. They don't even need it. Like, like your parents, you, you have two parents that live in a very nice house with tons of stuff. You have two parents that live in a very nice house with tons of stuff. Tons of stuff. And they, they said, don't need, and, they don't steward well. And when, oh, when yeah. I talk to my yeah. parents about that, I really do get the impression, and maybe they've even said it, I worked hard. I deserve Strongly it. Strongly. I deserve this, super ex, this strong. extra couch in the yes. guest bedroom or whatever right. it might be. And I, and I, just, I just go, man, are we going to, like, we're focusing on these sins because we don't have a problem with them. Like, I don't, I don't struggle with certain sins. And I will really be okay with calling out an, somebody else's sin because I don't struggle with it. But the ones that I do struggle with, hey, come on now. You know, I'm just trying to live. I'm just trying but, to but, do my thing. But it's, it's back to the defensiveness thing. You don't right. even – there's no way you'll consider your, right. your, your capitalist lifestyle and the, the way you decide to live. There's right. no way will you even consider that that could be sinful. Right. You, well, won't, you and, won't consider and, it. And here's the thing. 
When, when I talk about, like, when I think about my own family, I have two single parents that are divorced, neither one remarried, and they both live in great houses, right? They could potentially, I, I'm not even saying they should, I'm just t- talking here as a topic of what if they moved to smaller houses and were able to do something with their money and time that actually helped change the world? I think there's a possibility but that not Americans in the 20th century could be looked at by future generations as unrepentant lifestyle sinners with the way they manage wealth. Right. And like, the, what, what about the, the Christians in the 19th century and, and so on and things that they did? Yeah. And, and I don't yeah. only want to call out only our parents. I want to call out us, too. We're right. doing of the course. exact same thing. Of like, course. Like, do you, I, I've said this a million times. You guys have probably heard this. Do you realize that we are the richest people in the history of the world? Like, I, I mean, there is... There's never been people we deserve like, it. like America. Like, I mean, I, mean I, would, I would even bet that a lot of you don't even have jobs, and you paid a shitload of money to be here, and, and you don't even have a job, and we're getting to do all this stuff, and we have, like, running water right here. We deserve here. it. I've and, got and two you get, you have cars. Un, you have two un, yeah, cars. You have unreal health care. <laughs> you have unbelievable amenities in your life. I've got food I'm going to throw out. I have that as well, and I, I don't even realize – Anybody else like because and I go, well, man, I got to get mine. I have to, you know, I'm working hard and I do this. And so I do wonder when you stand before God, is it really going to be, man, you drank too much, man. Oh my gosh, you had sex or, or, or could it also be, man, you really did not care about other people, but yourself. Like, I mean, you really did think about yours. You really did set your family up really well. I mean, that is true of me right now. Like, my, my biggest goals are I do want to save some money for my kids. I do want to set them up really well. I do want to get mine. I don't know if that's, that's been an idea since America, like, or pre, predating America. Like, in, in a lot of ways, I do think, like, I, I mean, I guess that's a human condition, and that's what we think. We, we ours, and we get ours, and our land, and our property, and us, and us, and us. But we all talk about heaven and how amazing it is. Sounds pretty socialist in heaven. <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> like, we, like we all have mansions, but anybody can come in them, and it's just you don't really own anything. Like I mean, like the way we are. And, and my bigger point here is not sell your house today and just get rid of it. I don't, I don't think I can do that. I'm not, and in fact, I'm not going to. And maybe that's simple. Well, but, I think you're main. But, but, but can I can yeah. I say my point? Yeah. Oh, you want to say my point? <laughs> I'll say. Okay, it. cool, cool, cool. Can I say it though? So, <laughs> so I think my bigger point is. I think we have to look at the context of who Christ is within our life. And at, when that happens, maybe there are some things we can get rid of. Like, I, we actually uh, gave some money to a family, and they totally abused that money and did not use it in the way that we thought they would use it. And I was really struggling with it. My wife was really struggling with it. And I really felt like the Holy Spirit was like, are you kidding? Who cares about the money? You gave that because of me and, and yeah. who I am. What? What? What do you care what they do with the money? Like, if they're wrong, let them be wrong, whatever. But, like, yeah. don't let that money be used. Well, like, that, it, like that it has speaks, to be used a certain that, that way. That speaks to something that I think is a huge problem with Christians and evangelicals and people like me. I am so much more concerned with other people than me. I am. Like, and and yes. I tell you, the number one ar- arena that's in is sex. And that, that speaks to abortion oh, and uh, sexuality, preference, gender, everything. People want so badly to talk about other people and what they do, and then it doesn't necessarily apply to them. Like, right. for sure, premarital sex is wrong. Yeah, but for me, though, it's not. 
Yeah, abortion man. is the most wrong thing possible. But we're in Wait love. a minute. This would ruin my family and our right. career and whatever. It, it changes every time when it's for them, and it almost seems like they're more concerned. We're more concerned with other people's sexuality. Are you more concerned with yours or other people's? Right. That's my question. Right. And I've been guilty of, you know, of, of course that. So um, we're, we're moving on pretty good here. we got a couple of things to do. We've got to give away. I'm making a transition here. We've got to give away a guitar. I still wanted to talk about sex. We don't, we, Damn it. We, we can. Do you want to do news today or no? If we have time. We've got time to do a news story, a question, and we're going to give away a guitar. That's what we've got time All right, to do. let's do it. All right. So can somebody give me the winner of the guitar? Right Is that right something here. we can it's do? It's right here. It's right here? Okay. Yeah, it's right We're here. We're going to draw a name out. Now, hang on a second. I'll set it up. Thank you to everybody who's been at this festival. We said it was a giveaway. If some people, you know, bought tickets through us, we were going to give away a guitar. The guitar's great, by the way. Come on. It's a Charvel guitar, and I played it, looked at it earlier. This is really awesome, and I'm excited that we were able to give this away. That's just part of how charitable, you know, mainly I am. But it's going to be good. Joey's got a name here, and whoever it is, congratulations to you. Yep. Erica Ivy. Erica Ivy. Come on down. You, you can co come over to the side here? stage here and we'll get your guitar. Thank you. All right. I'd like to take maybe one question and we'll do a news story just so we get an episode proper and then we're going to get out of the way right. here. Yeah, yeah. Listener's going to play and it's going to be amazing. We were on tour with them. Yeah. They're a great band. Yeah. And then after that, we're going to play the question front to back plus maybe a bonus song or two. So, so let's take a – can we get a question here? Uh, we're going to go front row. Front row because I can see him. Say it loud. Okay. So the question is, Aaron Lunsford wrote a book. It's on BC Words. It's a publishing company. Um, just if, you, if this makes sense, we release music for other people. We do Emory. We do the podcast. And we try to support people that write books and do other things uh, we don't claim to be experts on stuff and so if people want that are good at stuff and have talents or are experts in fields we're going to try to highlight them and put out their stuff Aaron Lunsford is one of my favorite people on earth he's, he's the, here today the, he's here today he's, he's the drummer for As Cities Burn he has a book called Backstage it's about As Cities Burn and his journey through that is great and we have it for sale today uh, it's great so pick it up if you don't have it yet his next book is a book a tell-all <laughs> Uh, semi-unauthorized uh, book about Emory and the personalities that go into it and our, our unlikely career. And I think it's going to be really good. Uh, he's yet to turn in the manuscript, which is way behind schedule. We gave in advance. I'm pissed off about it. So tweet him and put pressure on yeah. him because we're extended financially to him. He's not turned in the, uh, the daggum book yet. Artists. But I think it's going to be good. I think it's going to be a great book, and you, you'll be able to hear about Emory and some inside stuff. Do you that, think it's going to be a great book? I'm scared. I'm pretty terrified about we what it's going to be. We did interviews with him, and I think yeah. it's might going to yeah. be bad. Yeah. Like about me. I think mainly about you, bad. Right, yeah, right, I think right. bad. Yeah. Can we take one more question? Yeah, we can take another question. Or two? But, you know. right. Okay, yeah, hang on, hang on. Let me answer part two of this question. This is something else I'd like to talk about a little bit. I think we're going to make a documentary film also. Oh, yeah. Okay. So um, just because if anybody can do anything, why can't we do it? Why can't we do it with you, partnered? Maybe we're going to crowdfund it or whatever. We almost have a trailer put together. We've been interviewing some people. And the documentary that we're going to make is going to be about the Christian music industry. And so we haven't done all the work of it yet. We've done some preliminary interviews. But the idea of, of the documentary is to explore what happens when you take art, 
an art form like music, and then you mix it with business, and it gets super weird. And then on top of that, you're going to mix it with faith. Like the two most powerful controlling forces of all time are money, power, and faith. And at some point, does it stop even being art? And is it even right to support? Is it good or is it bad? And I'm not sure where we're going to land on that, but we're going to do an investigation and just kind of explore that topic a little bit. So I think we're going to make a document. That might be an unexpected thing or something I haven't said yet. But we've got some resources and some people um, working on a documentary about Christian music, is it, what do we think about it? What is it really if we soberly assess it? So, part two of your question. We'll do one more. All right, one more right here. How are you doing? Good, how are All right, you doing? we'll do one more. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Great question. I'll let you guys answer that one. Y'all know me better than I know myself. He had a spell yesterday that went away pretty quick. No. Really? Well, we can see it on your face. When like, was it? Like, he gets super excited, and then he gets real down. So his face, he's like, when you first see him, he's super up. And then he goes. <laughs> and he looks really mean. <laughs> but then he got time to go sit at a coffee shop by himself. He came back, and I promise you, for like two hours, while we were practicing for the set that's coming up, he danced around. I was recharged, screamed. man. Yeah, I know. You recharged. No, I think it's really a question of you have to do. You have to spend some time both ways. So if we have a yeah. if we have a six hour van ride, Joey will clown and say obnoxious, ridiculous stuff, way out there, like the most right. idiot you know, for forty five minutes. And the next hour and a half, he has to put a cover over his head and put on headphones to not see people or interact with him at all. Very reliably. Right. Very reliably. And then an hour and a half later, he'll take it off and he'll make some weird jokes or pretend like he's a demon or use a duck right. voice or something like that. And, and they'll be great for another 45 minutes. And then it's another hour and a half of he needs to, to right. not look at other people. I'm versatile. I don't, that's not what I think that is. I'm versatile. But, yeah, so you, you've done pretty good this trip. But no matter what, traveling, getting here, it's uh, – it's, a, it's certainly up and down, to say the <laughs> least. So. Did y'all hear? <laughs> when, we're in, uh, when we're in Australia, they were playing. Emery was playing a live set, okay. and I was sitting in the couch. I was so depressed. I felt so down. I was watching my best yeah. friend sing, and there were tears coming out of my eyes. And I, it was uh, between songs, and Toby's, like, talking, and I was like, I need to leave because he's about to see me. Time's up. Gonna we're going to do a new story, and we're going to go. Here we go. Yeah. Let's do some truth. Yeah. You start it. All right. In a world where your friend Jay Newman is telling you to end the podcast, even though when you first met him, he didn't drink or smoke. And now, because of your podcast, he drinks and smokes. <laughs> but isn't that cool? Like, I'm a pastor, and I do it in a cool way. That means cigars and whiskey. <laughs> cigars and whiskey. Right. No, no, beer, no, no, no. God. Cigars and bourbon. <laughs> right. right, right. My name is Toby Morell. This is the damn news. All right, I got to make this quick. That was an asshole intro. This, <laughs> stop it with the A <laughs> word, please. Jay. I know you do. It's just still, uh, you love me, you're an asshole to me. So Stop it with the A word. Oh, sorry. Thank you to Jay Newman. Thank you to Audio yeah. Feed. This has been We're amazing. here because yeah, of Jay Newman. I'm just messing with him. He's, he's an awesome dude. Thanks again, BC Club. You know who you are. That's right. All right, this comes from roving reporter Emily Marriott. And I don't know if she's here or not, but Bear downs 36 beers and passes out at a campground. 
When state fish and wild this comes from NBC News. When state fish and wildlife agents recently found a black bear passed out on the lawn of Baker Lake Resort, nicknamed Jay Newman, they were some there were some <laughs> clues scattered nearby. Dozens of empty cans of Rainier beer. The bear apparently got into campers' coolers and used his claws and teeth to puncture the cans, and not just any cans. He drank the Rainier and would not drink the bush beer. <laughs> Fish and Wildlife Enforcement Sergeant Bill Heineck said the beer didn't did the bear did try one can of bush but ignored the rest. The beast then consumed about thirty six cans of Rainier. My question is, is that I mean, it, Matt, you believe in evolutionary stuff? Is that in our DNA? Like you can't drink bush. It's in your DNA, right? Yes, you got it's a genetic have... marker on chromosome 14. Right, okay, Good. perfect. That's what I'm thinking. Joey, Joey, how many animals have you kicked and then tried to resuscitate them with alcohol? Uh, in the last two days or yeah, like in my yeah. life? <laughs> there's a lot of stories of bears when they attack. I mean, this is right. just a, a tip for your health. But okay. it, there's a lot of stories where a bear will attack a campsite, devour every piece of possible food or calories there. Right. And the diet, and he'll, he'll puncture all the beers, drink all the cokes, drink all the Mountain Dews, every liquid solid won't get anywhere near a diet coke. So that's true. They think that yeah, they don't. Yeah, they don't, don't even consider that. You don't food. mess with diet coke if you're an yeah, animal. There's there's animals in nature that don't consider right. like those artificial sweeteners right. and diet cokes food even at all. Yeah, so no. But if you're if you're a 45 year old evangelical female, you will drink them all day. Okay. Yeah. Or that was the damn news with right. Toby Morrell. All right, we got to get out of here. Listener is up. Oh, my gosh, are they good. Do not go anywhere. This is going to be amazing. And I don't got any outro music. Thank you, Audio Feed. Thank you. Thank you guys so much.